Come on, let's bless the name of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. There is none like you, O oh God. You are great and mighty, Jesus. Lord, you are awesome, dear God. Lord, let your Holy Ghost be in our midst tonight, Jesus. Lord, touch our hearts, dear God. Touch our minds. Renew us, O oh God. Strengthen us, O oh Lord. Enlighten us, O oh God, dear God, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. If you have a Bible, I invite for you to turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 12. Beginning at verse 1. And Rehoboam went to Shisham, for, for all Israel will come to Shisham to make him king. And it came to pass when Jeroboam, the son of Nabat, who was yet in Egypt, heard of it, for he was fled from the presence of King Solomon. And Jeroboam dwelt in Egypt. That they sent and called him, and Jeroboam. And all the congregation of Israel came and spake unto Rehoboam, saying, Thy father made our yoke grievous. Now therefore make thou the grievous service of thy father and his heavy yoke, which he put upon us lighter, and we will serve thee. And he said unto them, Depart yet for three days, then come again to me. And the people departed. And King Rehoboam consulted with the old men that stood before Solomon his father while he yet lived and said, How do ye advise that I may answer this people? And they spake unto him, saying, If thou wilt be a servant unto this people, unto this people this day, and will serve them and answer them and speak good words to them, then they will be thy servants forever. But he forsook the counsel of the old men which they had given him and consulted with the young men that were grown up with him and which stood before him. And he said unto them, What counsel give ye that we may answer this people who have spoken to me, saying, Make the yoke which thy father did put upon us lighter. And the young men that were grown up with him spake unto him, saying, Thus shalt thou speak unto this people that spake unto thee, saying, Thy father made our yoke heavier, heavy, but make thou it lighter unto us. Thus shalt thou say unto them, My little finger shall be thicker than my father's loins. And now, whereas my father did laid you with a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father hath chastised you with, white, with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day, as the king had appointed, saying, Come to me again the third day. And the king answered the people roughly and forsook the old man's counsel that, gave, that they gave him and spake to them after the counsel of the young men, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, and I will add to your yoke. 
My father also chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. Wherefore the king hearkened not unto the people, for the cause was from the Lord, that he might perform his saying, which the Lord spake by Ahijah, the Shilonite, unto Jeroboam, the son of Nabal. By the help of the Holy Ghost, I'd like to preach on taking godly counsel. You can be seated tonight. We read quite a few scriptures here. And um, whenever I read this account, some something inside of me causes me to sit up straight and take notice of what is taking place in this account because you'll find out if you after you read a little bit further on for the sake of time uh, we won't keep reading but you'll find out that this decision that Rehoboam uh, made caused for the kingdom to be split um, because he did not take um, counsel from the men that stood, the Bible says referred to them as old men that stood before his father, um, King Solomon. Oftentimes I read this account and I, I come to an understanding that Rehoboam didn't quite understand what he had. Uh, he didn't understand what he inherited and the people came to him uh, warning him to lighten their load a little bit. And the Bible says that he, uh, he sought counsel after the old men that stood before his father. And they told him that if you speak to these people, uh, if you speak good to them and well to them, and if you're for them, then they will be your servants forever. But the Bible says that he decided to neglect what the old men had to say. And the Bible says that he kind of turned and looked and began to consult with the young men that he had grown up with. And the counsel that they gave him was ungodly counsel. It wasn't the right kind of counsel. And because of this, he lost everything. He lost it. And the truth is, the only two tribes that he kept the only reason he kept them was not because he was some great thing, but because of the promise that God made with David was the reason that he kept the two tribes that he kept. It is important that we hearken, that we listen to godly counsel when it goes forth. Um, I, can't, I can't express enough how important it is. It is to listen to godly counsel. The Bible tells us, tells us in the days of John the Baptist that John the Baptist came preaching repentance, um, preparing the hearts of the people for Jesus Christ. And he preached that. And the word of God will tell you that there was the religious leaders there in that time. And the Bible says that the Pharisees and the lawyers, that they rejected the counsel of God. Now, you ask the question, how did they reject the counsel of God? Um, Jesus Christ hadn't, 
his ministry has started. This is John the Baptist's time. And the Bible says that they rejected the counsel of God by not being baptized of John. So God ordained John the Baptist to come and to preach the word. He ordained him to come and to baptize unto repentance. And in them not being baptized, in them not taking heed to godly counsel, they rejected it. God's counsel, the counsel of God when they refuse to be baptized unto repentance, when they refuse to listen to the man of God, they refuse to take heed to the word of God. Tonight, I want to take heed to the word of God. More importantly, I want to recognize godly counsel when it goes forth. A lot of times when we hear things that go forth and it doesn't sit well with us, a lot of times we were classified as, oh, that's just how they see it. That's just how they think about it. That's just their opinion. But I want to recognize godly counsel when it goes forth. I want to be able to hear God's voice in the midst of the advice, in the midst of the instruction that is given. I want to recognize that that is my heavenly father and that he is concerned about me. He's concerned about my well-being, and I want to be able to hear his voice when his word goes forth. You can be seated tonight. Now, if you would have asked the Pharisees or the religious leaders in Jesus' day, they would have never came out and said that they was rejecting God. They would have never said that. But as you read the word of God, you'll find out that you can reject God without actually saying it out of your mouth. But your actions prove what you really are. It proves what I'm really of. Uh, I can remember hearing, and I, and I always hear my, my wife here and there, she'll remind me, she says, that, that the old saying is, actions speak louder than words. Uh, you can say you love God. I can say that I love God, and I can profess that I, I want to be in God's will. But when it's all said and done, my actions, what I do, uh, what, I, what I say and where I go and where I don't go is going to prove what I'm really of. It's going to prove whether I really love God or whether I'm just blowing a lot of hot air or whether I'm just blowing smoke. I don't want to blow smoke tonight, but I really love God, and I want my actions to prove that I love God, that I love his standards. I love his commandments. I love his principles. I love everything about the word of God, and I love the, the, I love the protections of protection that he's provided for the church. I, 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 I love it. I appreciate it. I want my actions to show it as well. You can be seated tonight. Because you'll find out that your actions, if it's not in line with God, you'll find yourself rejecting God. The Bible says that in the days of Samuel, God used Samuel uh, to, to do his work amongst the people. And the time came where Samuel was a little too old. He became the get a little bit older in age, 
and the people looked at him and said that we want a king like the other nations. Now, in Samuel's eyes, they was rejecting him. And he went back and he began to call upon the name of call upon God and God had to clarify for Samuel and he said that they haven't rejected you but they've rejected me from ruling over them in other words when you kick against the the man of God that God has placed there for a purpose and for a reason you'll find yourself kicking against God you'll find yourself rejecting God I want to understand that the words that goes across this pulpit, they aren't to hurt me. It's not to uh, cast me down. But you'll find out that the word, the Bible tells us that correction and rebuke, it's all for our good. Come on, it's all for our good. Now, we like when there are good things that are going across this pulpit. We agree with it. But when we're not in line with God's word, Oh, they're trying to hurt my feelings. Uh, oh, they're trying to spoil my fun. Nobody's trying to spoil your fun. They're trying to make sure that you make it all the way. They're trying to make sure that you don't fall short of heaven. They're trying to make sure that you stay on that straight and narrow path. I don't want to find myself rejecting the counsel of God, but I want to yield to it even when it doesn't feel good, even when it strings me up, even when it corrects me, even when it instructs me. I want to hold on to God's word. You can be seated tonight. Word of God tells us plainly, tells us that a fool Is right in his own eyes. I don't want to be a fool tonight. I don't want to uh, get my own ideas, my own ways of thinking tonight. But I want to see it according to God's word. Because God's word is, hasn't changed. God's word is still the same. It was the same word that delivered us, that set us free that broke every chain, every shackle off of our lives. And somehow when we begin to be in this, this, uh, this walk for a little bit and we begin to think uh, when the same word is coming across and it doesn't line up and it doesn't feel good to us in our flesh, somehow we think things have changed. The word hasn't changed. I got to look in the mirror and look at the one that really has changed. And that's me. Come on, if this word is offending you, if this word is rubbing you the wrong way, then guess what? I got to find a prayer room, and I got to find a place of repentance. I got to get myself back in line because God's word is still the same. His word is still the same. He hasn't changed. Oh, I didn't come to counsel. I didn't come to lose out on God. I didn't come to lose the things that God has entrusted me with. But I come to hold on to it. You can be seated tonight. So I don't want to be right in my own eyes. The word of God tells us that in speaking of, of Israel, the Bible says that they, that they was 
a nation void of counsel. And it talked about them, and it said, neither was understanding found in them. In other words, they, they couldn't take advice. They couldn't take instruction. I want to be able to be led and be able to be guided. I want to hear the voice of my Heavenly Father. And guess what? A lot of times, yes, you can hear God in a small, still voice. God speaks all throughout the day. He speaks in creation. But more importantly, God will speak through a man of God that he's ordained to be a shepherd, that he's ordained to be a leader. And I want to understand that. I want to hear God's voice in the midst of that and realize that it's more than just a man, but it's my heavenly father speaking through that man. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? I don't want to kick against the counsel of the wise, of the old men that have stood before the king. But I want to grab hold of every word that they're saying, and I want to apply it to my life. You can be seated tonight. You'll find out. You know, you either you're going to listen to godly counsel or you're going to listen to the counsel of the wicked, one or the other. The Bible tells us not to listen to the counsel of the ungodly. Um, it teaches that very plainly. The truth is, I don't want anybody giving me advice and they're not living this thing. They're not walking this thing. A lot of times, we go through problems, we go through trials, and we'll take it to everybody but God. We'll take it to a family member, we'll take it to a friend, we'll take it to an associate, we'll take it to a co-worker. I don't want to take it to people that can't even fix the problems in their own lives. I want to take it to the one that can really fix it, and that's Jesus Christ. I want to take it to people that are really living this thing day after day. Come on, if you ain't living it, if you, ain't, if you haven't experienced it, then I don't want to hear what you have to say, but I want to sit amongst the godly. I want to hear the word of the Lord. You can be seated tonight. The Bible tells us, that God ordained Saul to be a king, to rule over Israel. And Saul started out good, started out doing good things. He started out with victories. But somewhere down the line, Saul began to do things his own way. And the Bible tells us that he began to, the man of God gave him specific instructions and it came from God gave him instructions on what to do and Saul went and he did everything but that he didn't do everything that the man of God told him and this is what scares me in Saul's eyes somewhere in his twisted and warped mind he had done the word of the Lord he had done the work of God in his eyes 
He was in line with God's word in his eyes. He was living this thing in his eyes. But he, wasn't do, he didn't do it according to the word of God. Tonight, I don't want to be deceived. I want to see things the way that they really are. And if I need to get some things in straight, if I need to humble myself and get back in line with God's word, then I want to do that tonight. Because I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to lose out because of my own deception and my own, uh, uh, my own, my own way of thinking. Somehow thinking that I'm, in, I'm right with God, but I'm everything else but. I'm everything but right with God. And Saul, Samuel came to him and let him know that you haven't done the work of the Lord. You haven't done the word of God. And because of that, God has rejected you. And he's found something, someone better than you that is going to do his work according to his word. I don't want to be rejected by God tonight because of my own arrogance, because of my own pride. But I want to humble myself tonight. Listen, the Bible tells us that it is better for us to fall upon the rock than the rock to fall upon us. In other words, it is better to be humble than for God to humble you. Come on, I come in here with my hands lifted up, letting Jesus know that I need you. I can't make it without you. I don't know everything. I need your guidance. I need you to direct me. I need your wisdom. I need you to move in my life once again. I need you to fill me once again. I need you to give me the Holy Ghost outlook once again that I can see things the way that it really is. Because I don't want to lose. You can be seated tonight. Rehoboam lost everything. He lost, he lost it all. God has given us something great. He has entrusted us with something great and wonderful. And I will tell you that it is possible to lose it. It is possible to lose it when we begin to neglect godly counsel. When we begin to do things according to our own will, according to our own ideas, according to our own plan. I'll tell you that decisions that we make, it, only, it, don't, it doesn't only affect us. It doesn't only affect us, but it affects our children. It affects our loved ones. Decisions that we make will affect our marriages. It will affect our mind. It will affect everything in our lives. It will affect it. And just because we think that we can handle it doesn't mean the generation coming up behind you is going to be able to handle it. I used to think that, oh, I can, I can do this and there's no problem. I can handle this. There's no problem. Um, I'm not going to sin. I, I know how good God is. But I had to stop looking at things that way, and I had to realize once, I, once the next generation was coming up behind me, once I now have a child, I have to examine myself. I have to examine what I allow him. I have to make sure that there's no hindrance. 
I got to make sure that I'm not putting a stumbling block. See, because I may handle it and I may be okay with it, but if I allow something to creep in, then my children may can't handle it. And that may be the thing that causes them to lose out. And guess what? I'm going to tell you like this. And I came, God gave me this revelation, and I tell you no lie. I may make it to heaven, but if my children don't make it to heaven, I still lose. I still lose because this is not just about my, myself. This is making sure that my children makes it. This is making sure that my grandchildren makes it. Come on, the word of the Lord came to Hezekiah and the, the prophet told him that, hey, this is not going to happen in your day, but it's going to happen in, in uh, your children's day. And he said that it's good. The word of the Lord is good. No, it ain't good. I got to make sure that my children makes it as well. I got to make sure that there's no hindrance, that I don't lie a stumbling block that will destroy them. Come on, I don't obey the word of God because I have no other choice. I obey it, one, because I know that it's true. Secondly, because I want to be a good example for my children in the next generation that is coming up. Because I want them to have it. I want them to have it. I want them to make heaven. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. You can be seated tonight. The Bible tells us, he said, I counsel thee to keep the commandments of the Lord. God's word is true tonight. And I want to hear the counsel that goes forth tonight. I don't want to reject it. A lot of times, we think, oh, well, that's old-fashioned, and that's just, it's just them. It's a new day. It's a new time. Listen, I don't need nothing new. I don't need some new fad. I don't need some new trend. Give me something that has been tried and proven to be true. Uh, that I can build my life on, that I can build my family on. I don't need the new things. Give me the, the one prophet said, ask for the old paths. I want the old paths. I want the paths that the prophet has walked. I want the path that apostles walked. I want the path that Jesus Christ designed himself. I don't want nothing new. I want the word of God and nothing else. I want his word. Come on, I'm not losing out tonight. I'm not losing out on heaven tonight for nothing. I'm holding on to this thing in Jesus' name. Let us remain standing tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. Come on. Come on, is there some rare bones in this place tonight? You're about to throw away everything that God has put in your hand. You're about to let go of every good and every perfect gift over what? I'm telling you it's not worth it tonight. But hear the counsel of God tonight telling you to hold on. Telling you to stand firm. Telling you don't give up. In Jesus' name, let us call upon the name of the Lord tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus.
in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, this, this salvation is too, too valuable. Heaven is too real. And guess what? Hell is real too. Come on, somebody. Let's call upon the name of the Lord. The devil wants you to throw in the towel. He wants you to give up. He wants you to let go of every good thing that God has put in your life. Come on, one wrong decision, and that could be it. Come on, I got to turn, and I got to find the will of God for my life. I want his good and perfect will for my life. And I tremble because I need his wisdom. I need his guidance before I make any decision that can destroy me, that could destroy my family, that could destroy my children. I need the wisdom that only comes from God. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, dear God. These altars open tonight. I pray that you come down with your hearts lifted up with your hands. Calling upon the name of the Lord. Come on, God. I don't want to lose out with you. I don't want to lose such a great salvation as this. I don't want to lose my place in this church. I don't want to lose out. Whatever it is, Jesus, you tell me. I hear. I'm going to listen. I'm going to be able to, I'm going to allow you to lead me. I'm going to allow you to guide me. I'm going to allow you to instruct me, Jesus. Come on, let's call upon the name of the Lord. The Holy Ghost is here tonight. Come on, somebody, reach Reach out and grab hold of the hem of his garment. I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go. I don't care what temptation comes my way. I'm not letting go. I don't care what the world says. I'm not throwing in the towel.